Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Libertarian Europe. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. First, I'll briefly explain the idea of this podcast. This will be a podcast where I'll talk about several subjects regarding Europe through the libertarian perspective. Here, I'll talk about subjects such as philosophy, history, culture and current events that are related to the old continent. I'll briefly present myself as this is the first episode of this podcast. My name is Lucas Nunes, I'm based in Dublin and I'm a journalist. I'm a head of a cryptocurrency marketplace startup, AdversedCrypto.com, and I'm the founder of Libertarian Europe that started as a group on Facebook that later became a page and then a website where I publish articles and where I act as the editor-in-chief for all the other authors that submit articles talking about libertarianism and liberty ideas. On this first episode, I would like to go back to the beginnings. I'll talk about a book that was my formal introduction to the Austrian school, which led me to libertarianism. I considered this book to be one of the best introductory books for those wanting to know more about economics and politics. The name of this book is Economic Policy, Thoughts for Today and Tomorrow by Ludwig von Mises. This book was based on the transcriptions of the audios of the lectures that Mrs. did in Buenos Aires in Argentina in 1958. It goes really straight to the point and it's very easy to understand. The book is divided in six chapters, the first one being capitalism, the second one socialism, the third one is interventionism, the fourth is inflation, the fifth is foreign investment and the last one, the sixth one, is politics and ideas. Each chapter is full of real examples where Mises talks about the origins of the capitalism, the origins of socialism, where he explains the dangers of interventionism, the problems of inflation, how foreign investments were and are still important for the development of undeveloped nations. And on the last chapter, he talks about politics and ideas, and he talks about how to make the ideas of liberty to become more popular. This book is available in several languages other than English, such as Spanish, Portuguese and Hungarian. And I'm currently working on the translation of this book to the French language. Once this translation is finished, I'll mention it on the website, here and on the social medias. I'm not really sure if this book is available in other languages other than those that I have just mentioned, but I think it's worthy to check it out. It would be great if this book was made available in every language, as I consider it to be one of the best books for people that don't have much knowledge about economics and politics to build up this knowledge. Even if you're more advanced on the knowledge level of Austrian school and libertarianism, I still recommend to read this book, as it mentions a lot of historical events that happened. I read this book at least four times in two different languages and I used it several other times as a source of knowledge when I was writing articles or simply debating ideas with friends or even strangers. One aspect that I really like a lot about this book is that, even though it was based on lectures from 1958, everything that he talks in there remains so actual. For example, many times I have seen unsatisfied people complaining about the liberal politicians. Just to make it clear, here I'm talking about the classical liberals on the original meaning of the word, 
But back then, in the 50s, Mrs. was already criticizing the self-proclaimed liberals in politics, saying that they were defending policies that were the opposite of those policies which the liberals from the 19th century advocated in their liberal programs. Another interesting topic mentioned in the book is the fact that socialist authors, without exception, were bourgeois. I say this in the sense in which the socialists use this term. And how is that any different from nowadays? In fact, when we look to the socialist intellectuals and the yelets that get involved in politics, they are mostly composed by people coming from the upper classes. Socialism remains an elitist ideology created by the elites that want to remain at the top. There is a lot of good things in this book that are really, really actual. And another thing that caught my eye was inflation. When we think of inflation, it looks like nothing really changed. The criticism made by Mrs. feels absolutely actual. When we look at the purchasing power of all the fiat money, uh, we can analyze that it's constantly decreasing as central banks are constantly creating more unities of money. For example, 1 euro in 1999 is about 1.75 euro in 2021. That means that 1 euro in 1999 had more purchasing power than 1 euro has today. Another interesting topic that feels so actual is regarding foreign investment. Mrs. mentions that several countries, such as India, had several policies and political ideas against foreign investment, based on the flawed Marxist idea that foreign investment would actually lead to the exploitation of the people by the greedy capitalists. This kind of idea and this kind of policy is still very present in many countries nowadays. Who never heard some politician talking against private foreign investment and saying how the evil capitalist investors would only exploit the nation. In fact, back then and nowadays, foreign investment always made nations to develop themselves more. Foreign British capital made Germany a prosperous nation, uh, full of industries that later evolved into their own national industries, as Mrs. demonstrated in this book. But when we look to more recent times, the same thing keeps happening in nations that do not fall for this cheap Marxist demagoguery. Countries like Ireland, where I live, receive foreign investments as well from several American companies. As a result of this foreign investment, of this foreign capital, the country that used to be one of the poorest countries in Western Europe until the 90s, when it all started to happen, became one of the wealthiest nations of the world. The last point that I would like to highlight here that I consider to be one of my favorite topics in this book is the part where Mises demonstrates that Germany's Third Reich under the National Socialist Party was actually a socialist model that copied nearly everything from the Soviet Russia's structure we have been lied over and over again by the socialists that constantly try to dissociate themselves of the Nazis, but, in fact, 
the Nazi government was a truly socialist one in every sense of it. Even though this is a short book, Mises debunked a lot of fallacies and wrong ideas that were perpetuated by socialists and the Keynesians, ideas that unfortunately went mainstream. I hope that you have enjoyed this podcast, and I hope that this podcast will be an incentive for you to read Economic Policy, Thoughts for Today and Tomorrow by Ludwig von Mises. It's a great book, it's quite short, only a bit more than 100 pages, but uh, the knowledge it will give you certainly will be priceless. If you like this content, share it with your friends and please subscribe to our channels and also don't forget to check out our website libertarianeurope.com where we have a lot of interesting content not only in English but also in other languages such as French and Portuguese, content created by me and also other authors. So, see you again soon. Stay brave and most importantly, stay free.